It's Tuesday, September 6th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. At least 46 people were reported killed and 16 missing in a 6.8 magnitude earthquake that shook China's southwestern province of Sichuan on Monday, triggering landslides and shaking buildings in the provincial capital of Chengdu, whose 21 million residents are already under a COVID-19 lockdown. The quake struck a mountainous area in Luding County shortly after noon, the China Earthquake Network Center said. Sichuan, which sits on the edge of the Tibetan Plateau where tectonic plates meet, is regularly hit by earthquakes. Two quakes in June killed at least four people. Power was knocked out and buildings damaged in the historic town of Moksi in the Tibetan Autonomous Prefecture of Garza, where 29 people were killed. Tents had been erected for more than 50,000 people being moved from homes rendered unsafe by the quake, according to the Xinhua News Agency. In other news, Coast Guard officials say they have called off a search for survivors in Puget Sound near Seattle after a plane crash Sunday that left one passenger dead and nine others missing. In a press release Monday afternoon, officials said they had suspended the search for the nine unaccounted for passengers including a young child, as of noon local time. Dozens of aircraft and vessels across multiple agencies had begun searching at sunrise for any sign of survivors, officials said, covering an area of about 2,100 square nautical miles. The hearts of all the first responders go out to those who lost a family member, a loved one, or a friend in the crash, said Captain Daniel Broadhurst with the 13th Coast Guard District. Officials said they received reports around 3.11 p.m. Sunday that a seaplane containing nine adults and one child had crashed in Mutiny Bay off Whidbey Island. Around the world, Boris Johnson prepares to leave office and Britain's new prime minister, Liz Truss, will face the most daunting economic outlook for an incoming British leader since her political hero, Margaret Thatcher, became the UK's first female prime minister in 1979. Great Britain's slowing economy is poised to enter recession, inflation is at its highest rate in decades, and households are facing crippling energy bills from the war in Ukraine. Productivity growth has dropped to half the rate it was in the early 2000s, real wages are falling, the pound is nearly record lows, and an aging population is placing a growing strain on public services even as the government tries to rein in the public spending that soared during the COVID-19 pandemic. Liz Truss, the 47-year-old former foreign secretary, is a libertarian who campaigned on tax cuts to revitalize the economy rather than on more government spending. The Conservative Party's 172,000 members selected her to replace Boris Johnson as prime minister in part because she promoted a feel-good vision of a smaller, nimbler British state. Back in the U.S., a government-appointed council could increase wages for California's estimated half-million fast food workers to as much as $22 an hour starting next year under a new law signed by Governor Gavin Newsom Monday. The law, known as the Fast Recovery Act, will establish a first-in-the-nation state council tasked with setting minimum wage standards in California for the entire industry which relies heavily on the franchise business model and which labor advocates claim has long been plagued with wage theft and other worker abuses. 
Restaurant groups and franchisees lobbied aggressively against the bill and in recent days had urged Mr. Newsom to veto it, saying it would cause widespread price increases without improving existing worker protections. And Francis Tiafo ended Rafael Nadal's 22-match winning streak at Grand Slam tournaments by beating the 22-time major champion 6-4, 4-6, 6-4, 6-3 in the U.S. Open's fourth round on Monday. TFO is a 24-year-old from Maryland who is seeded 22nd at Flushing Meadows and reached the second major quarterfinal of his career. He is the youngest American man to get that far at the U.S. Open since Andy Roddick in 2006. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.